Welcome to Spiritual Grit, the podcast where we talk real talk about spirituality through the lens of activism and social justice. What happens when activism and spiritual practices collide? What sparks of change call for the grit we need to create meaningful strides in social justice? I'm your host, Leslie Ann Hobayan, poet, priestess, activist, professor, hip-hop dancer, and badass mama. Join me as we dive in to learn more about our deepest selves so that we can be better ancestors to create a stellar world for our descendants. Grab your dancing shoes and let's get groovy with the grit right now. Hello, loves. Welcome to another episode of Spiritual Grit. How are you on this fantastic day? I hope wherever you are, you're able to just pause and enjoy some beauty around you, to take a deep breath, feel that cleansing inhale, and feel the relaxation in that exhale. So, so good. So I have tea with me. I might be sipping during the episode, even though that's so unprofessional, (laughs) but um, yeah, I just kind of need it today. Okay, so we are on part four of the five-part series, Self-Awareness August, thinking about how we can create more self-awareness around who we are being, who who we are, how we navigate in the world, and how we act in the world, you know? Like, we live in a world that is so um, autopilot-esque, you know? It's so easy for us just to fall into, you know, automatic mode, just doing mindless scrolling on social media, even on Zoom calls, like you turn your camera off and you want to like take a nap or you like troll the internet, whatever it is, you know, it's just so easy for us to not be aware and to check out. And so I'm hoping with this series that you are able to at least pause for a few moments and be like, oh, I didn't really think about that. Or I didn't know that. Or maybe I'll try that. Um, And so to start our episode of part four, part four is going to be about aligning. Okay. So we're going to just pull a card from the Starseed Oracle deck because I really love this deck. I mean, my oldest, I mean, my youngest daughter, um, gave it to me for my birthday and she, she's so cute. She did her little research on Amazon and stuff. Ooh. And we got an interesting, um, card. (laughs) This one is called Cracked Open. And the image, it's very ethereal artwork, but the image is of a woman who is literally split in half. Like you kind of see her human body as a shell. And then you've got sparkles of light within that are coming out. So cracked open. And then the sort of subheading subtitle is rock bottom surrender to the alchemy of life. Whew, man, I don't know about you, but that feels really powerful. Um, it feels like, oh Lord, am I at rock bottom right now? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but surrender to the alchemy life. Yes, please. Okay, I will do that. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so, oh, yeah, yeah. All right, so let me read the guidebook. 
Don't let the weight and density of the world squash your tender spirit. Instead, let it call it, let it call even more of it home into your body at the center front of your life. It's through the extreme pressure of life's trials that diamonds are cultivated. It's when things are at their darkest that we cultivate proper faith and our light is ignited. It's through the crumbling that we can allow our wounds to be alchemized. Let your pain, sorrow, and losses make you, not break you. Let life alchemize your tragedies into gold. Be open to being cracked open, wide open. It's the difficult times that help us grow in leaps and bounds and in ways we could only dream were possible. But first, we have, they have to crack us open. Sometimes it hurts like hell. It's nature's way. It's also nature's way of waking us up. It's like, hey, snap out of it. I was just talking about being an autopilot. Autopilot is another word for being asleep. Um, anyway, whether you let it happen or not, it's going to happen. This is true. You know, there's only so many things we can control. So surrender to the process. It's how the light gets in. I also say, you know, that's how they, oh, you know, they attribute that to Leonard Cohen. And I'm like, no, 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 it was Rumi. And the quote is wrong, people. I mean, this is not wrong. The guidebook's not wrong. That's just how it was written. But it reminds me of this quote that people, people are like, you know, we have cracks because it lets the light in. I like to think of it as we are cracked because we need to let the light out, our inner light. So there, <laughs> I'm feeling a little frisky today. <laughs> Um, okay, here we go. Continuing on. When your heart cracks open, a space is created for your soul to move fully out oh, to more fully enter. When your soul cracks open, a space is created for the grace of the Holy Spirit to enter or your higher self. Let your trials, your sorrows, your pains, and your losses transform you into more and more of yourself. Stay open to the possibility that your tragedies, your losses, your sorrows, and your hurt happened for you, not to you. Think of them as opportunities for growth, as painful as that is. Bless the thing that broke you down and cracked you open because the world needs you open. Surrender to the alchemy of life. And so the starseed soul inquiry question for today is how can you let life crack you open? Now, here's here's the thing. I have a little, um, what I want to call our presence is this idea that um, when your heart cracks open, a space is created for your soul to more fully enter. Uh, I feel like your soul is in your heart already. Okay, so that's one. When your soul cracks open, a space is created for the grace of the Holy Spirit to enter. I feel like when your soul cracks open, it just becomes more of you emerging through forward for everyone to see. And for me, Holy Spirit, higher self, same thing, HS. Ever tell you that story about my mom and how I was going through the big move out of my marital home into where I currently live post-divorce. And um, it was a hard, you know, portal. And uh, she, she would tell me, you know, make sure you call on the Holy Spirit, you know, for support, for help, for guidance. And I'm like, okay. And then, um, you know, I would text her something that was really hard. And then she would just text back and she would, don't forget HS. And I was like, HS, oh, yourself. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, so for me, that's both the same thing. 
Um, but when you're when your soul cracks open, first of all, I think your soul's already open. So and your soul and the Holy Spirit, pretty much the same thing, all coming from source. Um, but this is the important part. Let your trials, your sorrows, your pains, and your losses transform you. And this part into more and more of yourself. I see that as you peeling away the layers of falseness, of you allowing, because we talked about allowing last episode, right? Allowing for your true divine self to emerge even more, to come forward even more. And so um, this is how I'm looking at this card of being cracked open. And that's so good to connect with today's theme, today's, yeah, theme for the five-part self-awareness August series, which is aligning. And so as we create more awareness, right, we grounded, we opened, we allowed and softened. Now it is time for us to align. So we've got all of these pieces coming into play, lining up, building the foundation for awareness, right? Let's, we're using meditation as the example for creating awareness, though there are many other modalities one can use to create self-awareness. But for purposes of illustration, I'm going to just talk about meditation. So when you sit in meditation, you you take the moment to ground, to set your intention. And then as you are in meditation, you feel yourself open. And as you open to receive the messages, to receive love from the universe, then there's this invitation to soften, to allow for that love to come in, to allow for the messages to fall through into your divine knowing, into you, your being. And then what do you do with that stuff? You're like, okay, great. Mm, okay, I did all that stuff. Now what? You align. And what does that mean? It means what it means. <laughs> As I ask that question, what does it mean to align? I'm like, hmm, what does it mean to align? It feels good in your body. It means that your mind, body, and spirit are all in sync, all on board, all saying yes together. So in thinking about the idea of healing traumas known and unknown, right? We are grounding, we are opening, we are softening to understand why we are in pain, why we suffer, why we hurt. And when we get to the root, when we see those things that are causing us these patterns that hold us back from who we are, Then we're like, all right, we see them. What do we do? Well, we let them go. And part of that is aligning with who you are. It's how do I know how to let it go if I don't even know who I am? So what you have to do is tap into your energy, your inner knowing, and ask yourself, okay, does this feel good? No. Does this feel good? No. Does this feel good? Yes. It, it's a very subtle thing, which is why this self-awareness is so important because it's an invitation to go within, to turn away from the chaos of the world. You know, in, in the previous episode, I talked about how our sight is the sense that we rely on the heaviest. And so we're looking externally for messages. We're looking externally for answers. And what we need to do is we need to go within. So when we close the eyes and we go within, 
then you can more easily tap into understanding the energies of the body, understanding the messages the body is trying to tell you. So with aligning, you can feel it right away. You know, if you're sitting awkwardly, you're like, "Mm, let me adjust a little bit. Okay, yes, that's better. That feels more comfortable. That is aligning. When you say no to somebody, even though you really want to say yes, like someone's like, hey, you want to hang out today? You know, get some coffee. And you're like, no, I really got a lot of work to do. How many times have we heard that, right? It's like, no, 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 I can't. I can't. I got a lot of work to do. Maybe next time. Pay attention to your body. When you say no, does your body sort of like shrink? Does its energy contract? Does you, do your shoulders sort of hunch over and then all of a sudden you got like stress in your body because you're like, oh, work. I want to hang out with my friend. I want to connect. I want to have coffee, <laughs> you know? I want to just have time to not work. So the saying no is misaligned. Your body's telling you, no, 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 girl, we got to go get coffee with your friend. Let's go. So let's, let's imagine doing that scene again, friend calls up, Hey girl, you want to go get some coffee? Yes. How much lighter do you feel? How much more expansive do you feel? That is alignment. Your body will tell you when you are acting in alignment in the interest of your highest good. I mean, too many of us ignore the body, but our bodies are like the quickest way to know what is good for us and not good for us. Um, You know, and it's so funny because I want to kind of go back to the example of saying, no, I got to work. It's like, how can you create some system in place where you can go and get coffee? It's not like go for the whole day. It's, you know, go for an hour put off your meetings, you know, whatever it is. I mean, ultimately, what is your life's purpose? Is it to work at a job that you may not necessarily love, at a job that you're just there for to pay the bills? You know, I want to invite you to be more intentional about how you use your time. Time is a limited resource. Money is renewable, right? We can make money anytime. I mean, there are endless ways to make and generate more money. Um, And if you don't agree with me, then it's time for you to examine your limiting belief about that. Because there are endless ways to generate money. Now, you know, you might be saying, well, that's not going to cover the bills or whatever. Again, limiting beliefs. But how many more invitations will you have to spend with your friend? What if... Well, I'm not going to say it. We don't know when our last day is on this planet in this human body. Time is a limited resource. And so be mindful about how you use that time, that precious gift of time and health and breath. Say yes to the things that feel aligned. And Tune into the body so that you know you're being aligned with your higher self. Aligning is easy to do, but taking action 
to be in alignment is not necessarily as easy. It's simple, but there's a lot in our way. There's a lot of layers of external conditioning about what's successful, what's not successful, what you should do with your time, what you shouldn't do. There's a lot of shoulding. We don't like shoulds. We want to be guided by our love, by our hearts, by our higher self, right? I mean, that's why we're here. And when we make choices out of misalignment, life gets much harder. I wish I could take the time to explain the metaphysics of that, (laughs) but I don't want to divert off of our topic of aligning. So what you can do as an exercise for alignment is to just tune into your body to ask yourself yes or no questions, right? Just to test out. So let's say you have a decision to make, you know, like, all right, am I going to go to coffee with my friend or am I going to say no and keep working? You can just make declarative statements and say, okay, I am going to have coffee with Leslie Ann. Maybe your whole body's energy starts to sing. Maybe your actual, your physical body starts to open up. Your shoulders roll back. Your chest is open. You're like, yes, I'm going to have coffee with Leslie Ann. How amazing. Or you do the opposite. You make the statement, I will not have coffee with Leslie Ann. And then notice the energy that your body responds with. It's just like, hmm. Well, I don't know. (laughs) When you start to second guess, there's something to get curious about, to really investigate that and ask your body for clues, for signals, tune into the energy of the body so that you can be aligned. All right, my friends. So that is our episode. I told you these were going to be like short little guys, little, little episode-y thingies. Um, And to close it, I've got Taylor Johnson's book, Inheritance. And I'm just going to consider the deer. (laughs) That is the name of the poem I just flipped to. Consider the deer. Consider the deer who, when I say deer, doesn't know whether or not I mean a single one. Though there were two dead and shiny with maggots on the side of the highway. Or a group of them, always a bit lost in the divided woods, blame our need to reach or leave each other faster. Consider the deer that I saw dead on the shoulder, midday, mid-autumn, whose neck in post-rigor mortis pining broke itself again so that the head could face the woods. The woods setting itself alight. Oh, that I could turn and live again, the deer might say, recalling that one poet singing to himself, ruining the grass. Consider that the deer, when called, won't come alone purely due to linguistic vagary, who, like me, resists the gesture toward singularity. Call my name and the whole woods rise up inside me. I is a plural state of being. Consider the multitude before my footfall, how I'm able to crane my neck back, see only myself. (sighs) 
Poetry is amazing, my friends. Love it. All right, so on that note, the divine light in me bows to the divine light in you. Until next time, namaste. If you're feeling like fighting the good fight is bringing you down and hope is starting to fade, grab my free seven-day meditative challenge, Spark Joy in Chaos, by signing up for my newsletter, which will be more light to your inbox. Go to suryagiyan.com slash subscribe.